You're listening to the Modern Professional Podcast. I'm your host, Lawyer Britt. I launched my firm using nothing but my laptop and social media, signing 100 clients in my first 100 days, proving that we can ditch boring and traditional to become successful modern professionals. You've probably heard that you should automate whatever you can. Whatever you can't automate, you should delegate. And whatever you can't delegate, you better make sure it's essential. To be honest, there's very few things you need to do as a business owner, depending on the stage of business you're in. There are things you may want to do, but honestly, most things can be delegated beyond, you know, things like holding the vision for your company, being the face, making top level decisions about the direction of your business. But really, you should delegate whatever you can. Delegation allows you to grow. And the more you grow, the more things you can delegate. Essentially, delegating is the difference between being self-employed and being a business owner. You can do all the things. You can wear all the hats. You can be all the departments. But eventually, you're going to be capped physically, mentally, emotionally. There's only so much you can possibly do within the laws of physics, right? So you have to decide what you want. If you're happy with what you do, if you're happy wearing all the hats, being all the departments, doing all the things and staying where you're at, then leave it. Continue that way. Otherwise, it's time to start delegating. If you imagine having a business that can run without you, it's time to start delegating tasks, even entire departments of your business. I always hear from people, oh, I suck at delegating. I'm so terrible at delegating. It's not I suck at delegating. You're resisting it. You are resisting delegating. Have you tried to overcome what makes you suck at delegating? No, probably not. You just keep telling yourself, oh, I'm just terrible at delegating. I can't bring anybody else on. You're just resisting it. And people resist delegating because they don't like to give up control. Delegating means giving up control over certain things. And that gives people a lot of fear, a lot of anxiety. What if somebody messes up? Oh, no. People also resist delegating because... It takes more time now in the present to delegate something than just doing it because it might take you five seconds to do something, five minutes to do something right now here in the present, but it might take you an hour to write down procedures and train somebody and have someone else do it. So you say, oh, it's just easier if I just do it myself. And we're going to talk in a minute about why that's a terrible idea. And people also resist delegating because they don't have the processes and procedures to just hand off a task. There's nothing documented where they can share with somebody else how to do something, which kind of goes back to how it takes more time to delegate rather than just, quote, doing yourself. So let's unpack these a bit. Number one, giving up control. See, delegation for some people is a scary word because again, it means giving up control over certain aspects, certain tasks, certain parts of your business. And you're scared somebody might screw something up and they might. That's a very real possibility but you also might screw something up and make a mistake. Honestly, having documented systems and procedures severely minimizes this risk. So if you can hand off to somebody a specific outline of how they're supposed to do something, the risk of them screwing that up decreases dramatically. And also selecting the right person to delegate something to. Is this person qualified? Are they skilled? Do they care about this certain task or responsibility? That also minimizes the risk, having somebody who cares and somebody you trust to delegate to. And honestly, 
I have been able to delegate to other people and bring people into my business to delegate certain aspects to because I remember that I have screwed things up before. I have made probably every mistake there is to make and I will continue to make mistakes, but I've fixed them all. I have overcome them all up until this point in my life. I'm pretty sure I'll be able to overcome whatever comes in the future too. So I'm not too scared about giving somebody control. Now, if the level of control is scaring you, of course, you can delegate in steps. So once you build trust over a certain aspect of your business, and you know that this person that you're delegating to is qualified, that they care, you trust them, then you can move on to the next step. You can do it in stages. You don't just have to relinquish all of your passwords and your unborn child to this person that's coming to your business for the first time. So giving up control, you can do it in steps, but just make sure that you have procedures and that you're selecting the right person. Second reason people resist delegating, they just do it themselves. They're like, oh, I'll just do it myself. It's five minutes. It'll take less time. This is false. This is so false. I hate when people say this to me because remember I said you're capped in what you can physically achieve. Like within the laws of physics, there's only so much you can do in the hours of the day. Eventually, you're going to be tired. You need to rest. You need to do something for yourself, spend time with family. You're going to need to do these other things. So you are going to hit a wall in your income and your hours worked. Even if you automate things, you will still be capped at some point. So if you continue to do these tasks yourself, you are now taking time that you could be spending on a better, more income generating task to complete this task that you say, oh, it just takes five minutes. I'll do it myself. Five minutes a day is over 30 hours per year. Calculate that. I'm serious. Five minutes per day, that's 30 hours a year that you're spending on this five-minute task. Oh, I can just do it myself. You could keep sending out client contracts after every intake call. Yes, technically, you could keep sending out client contracts after every single intake call. Only takes you a couple of minutes, right? Yes, you could keep inputting data into your systems or whatever else takes you just five minutes or a few hours to do. But you could also delegate that to an assistant. Like I said, five minutes a day is over 30 hours a year. Even if you're just counting business days, five minutes a day is over 20 hours in a year. What could you do with an extra 20 or 30 hours? How many more calls could you take? How many more hours could you bill? How much more content could you create to attract customers and therefore make more money? That, oh, it only takes five minutes is a lot more costly than you think. And the third reason people resist delegating is because they don't have documented procedures to explain or to teach someone else how to perform that task, how to accomplish that responsibility. And this goes back into number two, right? So it takes time, yes, to create procedures. But you know, fortunately, we have the ability to document in many different ways. You already have a way of doing something. You have a way that you accomplish a task, accomplish a responsibility. You have a way that you achieve something in your business already. It's just not written down. It's just not actually documented. But you can easily document it and just hand it off to somebody. It does take more time up front. But remember what I just said, that five minutes a day turns into a week of work that you could be spending on more income generating tasks. Okay, raise your hand if you hate awkward networking events. Yes, yes, me too. Archaic, outdated, 
and honestly not the best ROI. Now raise your hand if you hate spending tons and tons of money on advertising or if you don't have any money to spend on it. Yep, I was also there. I bootstrapped my law firm with savings, no big marketing budget. What I did have was social media. I posted content on free social media platforms to build my company to 1.78 million in revenue in the first full year. This alone should be the light bulb in your head that gets you to take action to create content seriously so you can start your business or grow your business or even just grow a book of business. But I get it. You don't have time. Or you feel awkward and embarrassed to post or be on video. That's okay. I've been there too. That's why I'm hosting the Accelerated Content Workshop to show you how I finally got over myself to create and post a week of converting content in just one hour. Interested? I know you are. Head over to lawyerbrit.co slash workshop to learn. That's L-A-W-Y-E-R-B-R-I-T-T dot co, C-O, slash workshop. So now that we've discussed why you are not yet an expert on the art of delegation, let's talk about what you actually need to succeed in delegating. And really, I think it comes down to three things. One, somebody to delegate to. Two, documented procedures. And three, clarity. So obviously, the first one is probably the most important. You need somebody to actually delegate to because that's what delegation is, handing off tasks or responsibilities or goals in your business to another human being. That's delegation. And honestly, finding people to join your team can be a challenge. I understand it. There needs to be a level of trust, understanding. But I think people often get blindsided by paper appearance. I mean, like what's on a resume, what somebody's experience is, what's like just on paper. And while that's important and can drive you to a certain candidate, obviously our first impression of a lot of people is their resume or their application. I think that connection, work ethic, and similar values are so much more important. Because at the end of the day, somebody on paper could look like the best, most experienced, most qualified person for a position. But if you meet with them and there's no click, you don't have a connection, they don't have the same work ethic or values, you're never going to feel as you know connected enough to that person to be able to trust somebody to work in your business and perform things for you. So Overall, you need someone you trust, a level of trust that will allow you to hand off part of your business, part of your livelihood to another person. Trust allows for easier delegation. I have at this point, let's see, 12 people that work at my firm. You should trust yourself that you will find the right person, the right people to join your team. Trust that you know how to pick the right person. Trust your gut intuition that, yes, I feel this person is right or no, I'm going to keep looking for the correct person. I have gone a lot on intuition and gut feeling when I bring somebody into my business and I bring somebody onto the team. It's a lot of, does this person connect? Does this person have the same values I do? If they do and you know they're ready to work, they've got the ethic, you know, we connect. I'm very much drawn to that person over something like their experience and you know what they've done in the past. Obviously, it's important that somebody can perform the job. But again, I think that that connection and values are a lot more important because that is what will make people stay. That's what makes it fun to work with people in your business and makes it hopefully fun for them 
and for them to feel supported and included and valued. So keep that in mind when you're finding somebody to bring onto the team that you're going to be delegating important tasks to. So that's number one, someone to delegate to. Number two, documented procedures. And this is where everybody kind of like hits a roadblock just mentally. And they're like, oh gosh, like I can't bring somebody on. I have no idea. I don't have any procedures. I don't have any SOPs, SOPs. Everybody's crazy about SOPs, standard operating procedures. Like I said, you already have procedures. There's no such thing as standard operating procedures. I hate that standard. There's no standard. There's the way that you do things. You already have operating procedures. They're just not written down. What I mean by documented procedures is something that's written out steps, video trainings, anything somebody can follow to complete a task every time. And this is especially important with virtual businesses and virtual firms. My firm is a virtual law firm. We're all completely remote. We're not in the same room. Somebody can't just pop into my office and be like, oh, hey, how do I do that again? Or I need help with this. If they have the procedures documented, they're able to refer to that. Plus, when you take on a new person, you can just hand them the procedures. It's less one-on-one training for you, less time for you to onboard somebody and get them started. I know that when I brought on my second virtual assistant, I had a lot of procedures already written down because I took the time in the beginning to start writing out procedures for any task that you know I knew somebody was going to have to do in my business at some point in time. And I remember telling this new VA, hey, I've got really limited time to train you. I can get on, you know, hop on a call for 30 minutes, but then I'm going to you know, task you these X number of things. And then you can go look for the procedures in our procedure manual. And it worked amazingly, absolutely seamlessly. You know, This new VA was able to onboard and start working so much more quickly than if I had to sit down and take days, hours to train this person one-on-one. And Having documented procedures also empowers your team. So think about if you took two days to train somebody, you know, even if you're remote, you got on Zoom, you started training them to do something. Well, that's a lot of information all at once, right? So if you get to a point where your your brain's, you know, overwhelmed, getting fried, imagine how your new team member feels. And it's difficult to pack all that information in, even if you take notes or whatever else. So imagine it's a week after their training, their first week, and they forgot how to do something. Maybe they feel embarrassed or you know too afraid to come ask you again to show them how to do something again, and you know something doesn't get done or gets delayed. Well, if they already have the procedures, they're not bothering you. They don't have to ask you how to do something. Nothing's slipping through the cracks. They're just like, oh yeah, that one thing. Let me go look for that procedure. It's really helpful. And I'll just stop here for a moment because I want to make clear that delegation is not just handing off tasks. I know I keep saying in this episode, tasks, 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 but it's not just saying here, send this email, file this thing, draft this, input this data. It's explaining to a team member what they are responsible for, what aspect of your client experience, client process, business process they are responsible for. So is this person responsible for part of the client intake experience? Are they inputting data? Are they part of the managing information experience? Are they part of the drafting experience to initiate cases or initiate files? What are they actually responsible for? Very important to explain to them what they're part of and then empowering them to take charge of that. Because it's one thing to say, okay, yes, I take these files and move them into this new file. 
But if they understand the importance, if they understand the objective of why they're doing that, they're going to care more. Things are going to get done faster and more accurately because they understand the importance, right? You're conveying the vision and the objective and then the steps to achieve it. And then you leave it to them. They will complete the steps. Again, if people understand the importance of a task and why they're doing a task, they will give it the attention it deserves. So it's not just handing off tasks, but handing off responsibility and conveying the vision of what somebody is achieving, what the goal is, what the purpose is, why they're actually doing it. Okay, so to succeed in the art of delegation, you need somebody to delegate to, documented procedures, and third, clarity. Clarity. Make it very clear who is doing what and when they're doing it. Delegation can be task-based or responsibility-based. Task-based means you tell this team member what to do and when to do it. So they already know how they have the procedures, but you are letting them know or another team member is letting them know when something needs to be accomplished. So like, for example, you draft a motion and then you task a team member to file it. It's as simple as that. You are letting that team member know when they need to complete a certain procedure or a task, what they're being delegated. That's task-based. Responsibility-based means the team member knows what tasks they're responsible for and they don't need to be tasked. They don't need to be asked to do it. A trigger will tell them what they need to do and when. So for example, a client signs a contract Maybe a team member knows that when they see that notification that a client signed, that they now send the welcome packet. You don't need to task them to do it. They automatically know what to do based off of a trigger, something telling them what to do. So make it very clear which applies. If you want a team member to wait until you send them an email or shoot them a task, make it clear. If you want a team member to send an email as soon as X happens or complete something as soon as X happens, make it clear. Don't assume they will do something or assume they'll wait for your task. Nobody can read your mind. Nobody understands your procedures and the way you want things done. You may think it's obvious, but it's not obvious. I've seen a lot of business owners making the assumptions that when they delegate, oh, this is obvious. This is common sense. Even if you feel that way, just clarify, make it clear. Do not make any assumptions. I'm sure you've heard the saying. I mean, imagine if someone asked you to just run their business for a day, would you have a clue of what to do first, where to look, where to log in? I would say probably check email first because that's one of the first things that I do in my day. But would you know where to look for the email password for this business? Do you see how making assumptions is detrimental? You have to make it super, super clear when you're delegating tasks, who's doing what and when they're doing it. Okay, to recap, you don't suck at delegating. You are just resisting delegating, probably because you are giving up control and that's scary, or you just keep telling yourself, oh, I'll just do it myself, which, like we've talked about, ends up taking you more time, or you don't have any documented procedures to actually hand off that task. So, what do you need to succeed in delegation? One, somebody to delegate to, hopefully, that you trust. Two, documented procedures. Like we said, you already have a procedure. You already have a way of doing something. It's maybe it's not documented. And three, clarity. Everybody knows what they're doing and when they're doing it. It's that simple. It is absolutely that simple. And I am such an advocate of delegating and creating systems to delegate because 
the more you delegate, the faster your business can grow, the more impact your business can have on other people's lives. And that is the goal. If you enjoyed this episode, please give me a shout on Instagram, post me on your story, tag me. I would love to hear from you and hear what you think. Until next time, modern professionals. Modern professionals.